Hey people, welcome to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. I'm Chris Hatfield, aka Not Another Sales Guy. I'm a sales coach and consultant who works with coaches, business owners, and people in the world of sales who want to become more comfortable and confident in selling in their own natural human way. If you're enjoying the podcast episodes and would like to access some great free resources linked to the podcast series through the monthly newsletter, which also includes podcast extracts and news on upcoming masterminds, live streams and events, then you can email me chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy.com. That's chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy.com and quote, let's do this. This episode of Not Another Sales Podcast is brought to you by Mindful Talent, a global coaching organization that trains aspiring coaches and innovative leaders. Their programs, The Trusted Coach and The Trusted Leader, are founded on the principles of mindfulness and developed in alignment with contemporary neuroscience, offering a globally recognized coaching qualification that is accredited by the Association for Coaching. Their online blended learning program has qualified hundreds of participants around the world, helping them to gain an edge in life and in business by increasing their emotional and social intelligence and their ability to connect with others. If you're interested in training with this incredible organization, which I would highly recommend, then you can visit their website and use my personalized URL code to gain 10% off any of their programs. www.mindfultalent.coach That's www.mindfultalent.coach and reference my code, not another sales. And now, on with the episode. In today's episode, I'm joined by Transformation Coach, CEO and author of Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life. He's appeared on shows such as Impact Theory, it's Garen Jones. And we're going to be talking all about the number one way to change your life is to change your mindset. We're going to start by discussing why our minds are lagging behind compared to the advancements in the world around us, what it can do for our everyday life by shifting our mindset, and some really simple and actionable steps that you can put into practice straight after this episode on how you can begin to shift your mindset to start changing your life. Garen's also going to be sharing his story from how he hit rock bottom and what some of the pivotal moments were to turning it all around. If you're hearing a slight scratchiness in this episode, that's Garen showing his passion when he's talking, so you'll get a real sense of that. So sit back, grab a pen and pad and enjoy. Garen, welcome. How are you? Man, I'm absolutely amazing. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm great, thank you. You know, it's a real pleasure to be, to be speaking to you on, on here. So thank you so much for joining me for an episode. Oh man, you're more, you are more than welcome. Thank you for having me on. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. And for Garen, for people that are, that are tuning into this podcast, and I'm sure there won't be many of them, but for those that aren't too familiar with who you are, would you mind just giving them a bit of an overview and a backstory of, of what makes you you? How much time I got? <laughs> <laughs> How much you need? Yeah, but listen, I could go for days, but honestly, yeah. what's going on, everybody out there? So, um, my name is Garen Jones. Um, I've been on this planet for you know over thirty years, and I'm extremely excited to be alive right now. I don't come from the most uh, the best of pasts, and I'm so grateful for my very humble beginnings. I uh, I found myself in the lowest point of my life. I would say somewhere around 2009 to 2011. Um, I just couldn't seem to figure 
how people were learning how to be happy and successful while living in Los Angeles, while living on this, in, in, in the world, period. And I just fell on hard times, couldn't figure out how to make money, didn't have a love life, didn't have a relationship with my daughter or her mom. I didn't really have a true authentic connection with my family, only through words, but not the essence of family. So pretty much I didn't know why I was alive or didn't know my purpose, anything like that. So um, just having that context on life, why was I even here? So I lived life. Um, I lived life just like somebody who didn't have any kind of directions. Um, I, I just was in a very, very, very dark place from 2009 to 2011. I was living in my car for two and a half, two and a half years, got to the point where I didn't care whether I live or I died was over $150,000 in debt. Um, and it was just a slew of things where I kept asking myself, can it get any worse? And it kept getting, and it kept getting worse. And so one day I just had my moment of awakening and all my life I've always focused on what I don't want. It was the very first time I focused on what exactly what I wanted. And I yelled out, you know, to the gods, to the heavens, to the universe, what have you. And I just shared passionately from the depths of my soul that I wanted to be healthy, that I wanted to be happy. I wanted to be surrounded by nothing but positive people, that I wanted to inspire people all over the world. And I wanted to make a bunch of money, but I want the money to represent something that I passionately believe in, um, something that I would do for free, just show me a sign. A week later, I met a man at a gas station. He was actually homeless, asking for money. And he said, change your mindset, change your life. Those were the words that resonated with my soul, stopped me in my tracks and made me think about all of these years that I was living. Well, maybe I've been living a lie. Maybe I've been asleep. And then since then, for seven years, I've been doing so many opposite things that I would normally do with the same circumstance. And that's where change your mindset, change your life came in as a major, major, major factor of my life. Now we're here today, and I'm the example of what a completely renewed, a completely transformed mind looks like when you decide and you commit to make everyday changes to your life. And now we're here today, and I'm on this freaking podcast, Mr. Chris Hatfield, excited to share my wealth of knowledge and wisdom to anybody who is seeking direction. Great. Well, thank you very much for sharing that story. And there's a number of things in there that, you know, I'd love to touch on and relates to what we're going to talk about today. So thank you for sharing that and uh, really excited to, to get into what we're going to be talking about. You are more than welcome. Let's do it. A couple of times when you were speaking there, we were just scratching a little. I don't know if it's, um, it was when you were, uh, when the passion was coming through. I don't know if it's the You know what it was. I was like hitting stuff. Uh, when, oh, I that's get, it. when I get passionate, I like start turning over tables because it's like it's a, it's like it's like I'm being channeled, and yeah, and I go. It's even crazier when I'm on stage and there's like twenty thousand people. They're like, "Yo, this dude turned into I don't know what just happened, but for some reason, my whole life just transformed." So, Karen, you know, you mentioned there around changing your mindset changed your life and this kind of brings on to what I want to talk to you about today really and it, it stems into a number of things that I'm passionate about 
one of the reasons why I started this podcast series, not another sales podcast, was to to get people to raise their awareness of how much control they really have within themselves, really. And, you know, when it comes to our mindset, and I, I think, you know, we've advanced so much in this world around technology and everything around us, our, our mindset seems to be lagging behind in comparison to that. Why do you feel our mind, in particular, our behaviors and our responses are so prehistoric compared to the world around us? Well, it was the way we were domesticated as children, which is why you can have somebody that grows up in Serbia and have somebody grow that, that you know, a child that grows up in Houston, and they will be two mm. totally different people. So now imagine someone who grows up in a drug infested household with parents that abuse each other, um, that mental abuse, physical abuse. People don't do what you say, they do what they see and they respond to how they feel. So they're energetically teaching them their, their children how to be like them and the children don't know any better. So they're just naturally by, you know, just by default shaping into the environment that's around them. And so mm -hmm. you don't even know that it's happening but the decisions that we make as adults are based off of a group of decisions that we made that we agreed upon when we were like five, six, and seven years old. They're just uh, amplified, you know. So the reason why it's lagging behind is most of us are operating off of a seven, you know, seven a, a seven-year-old child's mindset and piling stuff on the top of it. So it's like mm -hmm. having a big block of concrete and it's like you plant a seed on concrete, nothing is going to grow. But so what would you need to do? Take a drill, drill into the concrete and what's under the concrete, dirt and soil. Then it seeps in and then it will grow. So mm -hmm. that's what it is. It's the way that we're domesticated as children. Yeah. Yeah. And for, and for me, I think on this topic as well, it's something that, we're not necessarily taught, you know, things perhaps around self-awareness and mindfulness. And it's because naturally as human beings, we love to be able to quantify things and, and base things. It's why the reason why IQ is invented by the army, for example, and what a lot of people base success on these days, which is um, very dubious at, at best on that. But I think perhaps because it's something that isn't taught and therefore we can't measure it, we kind of neglect it a bit. And, you know, going through school and it's not until later life and and I suppose in, in this era now where it is becoming a bit more exposed and people are understanding it more. But as you say, because of those years of being inbuilt in you, it's very hard to then start shifting it to the other way, really. Absolutely. And you can't be what you can't see. I remember mm. when I was in high school and I don't know if they have this uh, in the UK. Uh, you are from the UK, correct? I am indeed. Yes. Okay. So I don't know if they have this in high school, but um they have this thing, you know, what the letterman's jacket is. Mm -hmm. So it's like when the when the people that are in the in high school that made the the highest team, like the varsity team, and they're walking around with letterman's jackets on. So in America, that's what we have. I remember I was in ninth grade, and I saw somebody wearing that jacket for the very first time, and I asked my friend, I said, "What is that jacket? How, what are those letters?" And then they told me. And it's like, you got to be on the varsity. I'm like, well, how do I get on the varsity? And I start asking all of these questions. If I never saw that, there would have been no motivational drive to even want to be on varsity. But then 
my actions, my awareness, um, and how I showed up every single day changed so I could get that jacket because I saw it. And when I saw it, then I wanted to embody the principles that it took to, 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 to be that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's sort of, um, you know, this, the question I asked relates to something that I, I really loved and I can't remember where I read it, but what you were talking about it is the need to, for us to start upgrading our form of language as well in terms of how we can evolve our mindset. And I think the world has kind of taken advantage of how naturally human beings are motivated and it's by fear and through the way that society is run and the press is used to, to sort of showcase things like the news and, and various things like that, that it, it kind of creates that bubble where people feel like they can't be something more than they are. They can't, this is it for them sometimes. And that, you know, wherever they've grown up in whatever environment, there's, there's nothing that they can do to, to change that or shift that mindset. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Again, it goes back to that's the way that, you know, we were domesticated as children. And so mm -hmm. if you can imagine a little a dog and he gets into the neighbor's yard, the neighbor gets mad, says, if your dog comes into my yard again, I'm going to have the pound come and pick it up. So the neighbor then puts a shock collar on the dog's neck. The dog then starts to do what it normally does. And then every time it goes past this invisible wall, there's also a shock that's associated with going past the beaten path. So every single mm. time the dog goes, Bam! and then it's building in its subconscious mind. Every time I go past this, pain is associated. Fear is associated. And so it just keeps doing that. And then all of a sudden it stops doing that because it doesn't want to, it's got, it's got a pain body. So then when the owner takes the shock collar off and there's no longer that wall of shock, it's already built and programmed and domesticated in the dog's mind. So every time it gets even remotely close to what used to embody pain, shock, fear, it will pull away before it even goes to the beaten path. Humans are domesticated by fear the exact same way through media, through news, radio, uh, society, and so many things. This entire nation is run off of fear-based tactics. Don't run into mm. the street. Don't do this or you could get killed. Don't do this or you'll be grounded. All of that is all based off of fear. And that's how we're domesticated. Mm. So how would you or how have you from being in that position or seeing others in that position, like one or two things that you suggested that they need to start doing or, or changing? Well, one, actually talking about it so people are aware. You can't change you can't change what you're not aware of. But once you're aware, at least you can like pick it up. So it's not like, you know, anything that's when you're aware, then you can make the conscious choice on whether you choose to do the same thing and choose to do something different. People just don't know any better. And when you don't know any better, you'll, you'll do what you think is right because that's the only thing that you know. Before you knew math, you only knew what you knew. Then you learned, you were aware of math, mathematics, and you took on mathematics, now it became a part of you. It's the same mm -hmm. thing with knowing, 
oh, wow, that's where this started. So now when this comes up, I recognize that that is not real. That fear is not me. That's not, that's not even, I'm allowing fear to take control over me. And on the other side of fear is the door to more. So if you want the more, then what you do is grow, go across the beaten path, but you've got to go past your barriers. If you don't know that there are barriers there, you'll stay inside of your wall of comfort your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for people that are, that are sort of repositioning their mindset and changing it, what are, what are some of the things you've already mentioned a couple, but what are some other things that it can do for your everyday life if you become more in control and self-aware of, of what goes on in your head, not just what goes on and around you? Man, so how you do anything is how you do everything. If you can find anything in your life to where every day you're doing anything that's outside of your comfort zone, maybe you don't like talking to people. So how about go and high-five 10 10 people a day and tell them they're yeah. powerful. All of a sudden you start building a muscle that you don't even know that you're building in your head. I remember watching this movie called uh, Karate Kid and and he was he was uh, Mr. Miyagi. You remember that movie? Yeah, love it. Mr. Miyagi was training Danielson to sand the floor, wash the window, kick the bucket, um, you know, uh, wax the car, wax on, wax off. And he was like, you know what? I've invested all this time. You've never taught me any karate. He said, show me, sand the floor. And he starts doing all these range of motions that were the exact same uh, range of motions that you utilize in karate. So he didn't even know that he was teaching by way of service in another area of his life something that he actually came there for see he was learning all these different things because how you do anything is how you do everything so when he put it all together he was like wow i learned this and i learned discipline and i learned patience and i learned the moves and i learned 10 times more so this is what happens when you start doing things like high-fiving people or maybe taking the time out to acknowledge people on on something that you know, they did that, that has impacted your life or somebody else's life. So you're mm. doing 10, 10 other th different things in your life and building a muscle that you don't even realize that you're building, but you keep doing that. That's like your version of the ABCs. It's like developing a language. You know, you, you don't know what you're doing when you're learning the ABCs. You're just taking it on. Then one day the click happens. The click is now you can turn ABCs into words. And then those words turn into sentences, which turns into paragraphs, which turns into essays, then it turns into books, then turns into libraries. Everything is a form of a variation of language. Yeah. Yeah. And what you mentioned there around uh, breaking out of our comfort zones. And one of the things that really stuck with me from, from listening to, to you on uh, Impact Theory and a few other talks you've done is the saying, always take the stairs. And this this something still sticks in my head now and every time i come to an escalator even if i'm on the escalator i'm still walking up it and it's all down to what you said and it, it got me thinking around breaking out of these habits is is because sometimes and i look at it like sometimes people think that if they need to make a change in their life it needs to be this big change and they look at it like a big jigsaw but i kind of look at these small things like always take the stairs and then start thinking what are the other small things where you can do the right versus easy in your life and if you do all of those pieces and look at it like a jigsaw piece each time you're doing it, you'll have the jigsaw puzzle at the end of it rather than looking at it as one big thing. 
Yeah, man. The, if you really take the time and really think about everything that turns into something big in life, it starts small. Mm. Google started in a garage. Harley Davidson started in a shack. Apple started in a garage. I started in my as a as a freaking sperm. Like everything starts small and then it evolves over time as long as you keep moving forward. And so what I like to share is like you're one degree away from everything magical and abundance in your life. You take a tennis player. He, he, he hits it on that sweet spot in the middle. It goes straight across the net. He angles it one degree. That's not even a centimeter up. It goes straight up into the air. One degree to the left. It goes straight to the left. One degree to the right. It goes mm. straight to the right. Every single person that's listening, that's out there in this planet right now, is one degree from their, their dreams, goals, and desires. They're just one degree off. So what is yeah. One small change. It's actually not a small change because you're acquiring yourself to show up in a different way. And we show up in a different way, you produce different results. Yeah. And and what links to that as well, I suppose, when when people are making that shift is that that realization of how much more control you have within your life and how much isn't so much dictated on the external aspects like the government, like the economy and so on but what you have internally but what's your thoughts on some people sort of fearing the idea of having control of their lives do you believe that there are people like that that, that fear control and, and are, are scared of getting into that place where they realize how much control they actually have they don't fear control they just have fear period control is just a name that you put on it like i fear success i fear love and no the root of all of that is just fear period it's just like you fear control. No, you don't, because you're controlling that your attitude. You're controlling your mind right now to, to actually say that. So if you felt control, you couldn't even say that I fear control. There'd be, yeah. there'd be no possible way. Sometimes I'll talk to people they're like, I have a problem focusing. No, you don't. The issue is not focusing. Because you're focusing on negativity. You're focusing on justification. It's what you're aiming your focus on is the issue. So there's not really a fear of control because <laughs> something is controlling in your life right now. Yeah. It's where it's energy goes where energy flows. And all of it is energy that's being channeled somewhere. Question is, where are you channeling your energy? Where are your thoughts going? Are you focusing on what's wrong with things or what's right with things? Whichever you focused on, that's what will show up as the physical equivalent in your, in your life. When it, whatever is getting the most of your attention, of your intention, uh, attention, is what's showing up in your life over and over and over, whether you like it or not. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I talk a lot about this with. Uh, people that i coach and that you know there's things you can control and can't control in life but the things can't you can't control you still can control how you react to them you know life is a, is a majority of things happening to you and how you react to it rather than you dictating what happens in the first place and i think too many people waste time energy and and emotions and feelings on 
thinking of things that they couldn't control, but because they're thinking too much about that, they're not deciding how they can react to that in a positive sense. Oh yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, again, man, you, you just can't change what you're not aware of and they don't give us these tools. So it's almost like when you think about, you think about a little kid and he's got this puzzle piece set. It's like perfect inside the box. And you got to get the puzzle pieces out of the box first before you can put them back together. And so that's pretty much our life. Like we were born yeah. perfect, whole, and complete. And all of a sudden, every impact that someone made on you, everybody, every time somebody influenced you, every time you listen to a song, that's like scattering the pieces. Then now it's like, you know, now you it's about self-discovery. I, I discovered that this piece goes with this piece. Oh my goodness, I did it. You notice that when you have a breakthrough, it gave it gives you the exact same exhilaration of when you put puzzle pieces together when you're a little kid after you're looking and seeking and seeking and seeking and finally the piece goes in the in 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 the the proper groove yeah absolutely and and you mentioned um you know a moment ago around one of the most important things is to notice it but whatever for for people listening to this who, who might be in that space of feeling like i've you know i want to be able to change my mindset or i'm in a place where i'm not happy with my life what can people do to start becoming more aware and, and actioning a, a change in the shift in how they perceive and see the world? One, you know, there's several things, man. It's like I used to watch TV every day and I was watching like cartoons and I was watching all kind of freaking reality TV show, looking at gossip, all kind of things. It's like, what are you listening to? What are you reading? What are you watching? If it is not serving a purpose towards your dreams, goals, and aspirations, you're giving it power to actually hold you back. And whatever has power over you is creating the reality of your life. So that's one. And that's one of the main things that's got society just like drowning in just lost hopes. It's because of what they're filling their brain with. You think about a song. You listen to a song over and over and over for an entire day. Guess what you're doing? You're singing the song. Even if you're not listening to it with, for memory, you know the whole damn melody of the song and the <laughs> chorus for the entire month. Oh, I just can't get this song out of my head. So imagine if the song isn't serving a purpose towards your dreams. And it's talking about killing or, or it's talking about drugs or it's just talking about dry humping this girl or some kind of something. Or you're watching TV and it's all about murder and it's all about these things. You're actually feeding your subconscious and whatever you're feeding your subconscious, that's what's creating the reality of your life. And yeah. so if you're thinking now, imagine a book that's talking about purpose and it's talking about how you can develop a, a positive mind and a better attitude and you are filling up your cup that way. When you fill up a cup, it, it eventually reaches a tipping point. Pour another drop, then it starts to spill over onto the outside. Whatever's in your life currently right now 
is the spillover of what you've been feeding your mind this entire time. So maybe start feeding your mind something different on an audible level, on audio level, um, what you're reading, what you're listening to, who you're surrounding yourself around is all pouring into, is, uh, is all what you're allowing to pour into your own personal cup. Whatever you see is the physical evidence is what's spilling over from what you're allowing on the inside of you. Yeah. And, it, and I think it's something that links to that, actually. I was talking about this last week in that with society these days, with, with technology and how much information is available, we've got to be very careful on how much uh, content we're consuming versus how much we're engaging with content and what we're seeing. Because otherwise, the danger is, as you said there, with watching certain shows and reading certain things, all your thoughts are, are other people's opinions. And you then start becoming less and less opinionated on what's my perspective on that, what's my take on that, rather than it being what this is someone else's. You're just regurgitating stuff. So it's getting clear when you're, when you're reading a book and when you're listening to a podcast, when you're watching a video, it's not just taking in that information and learning from it, but also thinking, what's my take on this? What's my perspective? Because that's what everyone is doing in this world, the successful people. So you have every right to be able to have a different perspective on that. Yeah. And you know, it's, I'm all, I always share with people the greatest gift that you can give to this world is you and your authentic nature. We weren't put on this earth to be carbon copies of one another. However, Michael Jackson mirrored Fred Astaire and James Brown and then he came into his own. It's like a little kid riding a tricycle and it's got training wheels on it. You ride it until you develop the muscle and the balance to be able to ride it without the training wheels. And so that again is back to the domestication. <laughs> like we're all being domesticated and we're all being influenced. The thing about it is so funny the other day it's like, man, you're brain brainwashed on this on this transformational stuff. I'm like, yo, I would rather be brainwashed on transformational stuff that has me consistently transforming rather than brainwashed on the stuff that I was domesticated with that had me broke, lonely, um, uh, 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 insecure, doubtful, deceitful, uh, um, comparing, and all the things that had me feeling I was like I was drowning in sorrow. I was brainwashed then too. Like, mm. what are you, like, come on, brainwash me with some, <laughs> fill this up. Come on, what are you filling it up, up with your brain? Yeah. And what do you think from, from your journey you've been on, Garen, um, so far has been the biggest thing you've learned about yourself? That it was all inside of me the entire time. You know, I always say breakthrough is not like a real breakthrough. You're only breaking back into who you already were. You're just being reminded of what your soul already knows, but you forgot because you took on everyone else's life. You know, that's the biggest thing. Bird utilizes everything that's already inside of it. And the bird doesn't even know it's a bird. It's just in the zone being what it was designed to be and therefore it takes flight and it's flowing. Same thing with fish. However, if the bird were to try to be a fish, you can see how life would be difficult. So when we're trying to be everyone 
other than what's been inside of us this entire time, the little voice that talks to us, the ideas, the creativity, and trying to do what everyone else is doing, you do everyone else and want us and ask what, I feel like something is missing. Yeah, you. So my biggest discovery has been, has, has been me being reminded <laughs> that I've been here this entire time. And the more I honor this here, now, me, not even Garen, because Garen was a name that someone else gave me, honoring possibility and motion, which is what I, what I resonate with, I realize that the answers have been inside of me all the time. I read the book to discover what's inside of me. I go to the seminar to what, discover what's inside of me. Mm. Yeah, I suppose they're just like the keys to unlock different doors yes. within yourself rather than the information behind the door. It's like a baby going gaga goo goo and then all of a sudden now it gives you context so that you can understand how to articulate what's been inside of you now it resonates you see the mm. bat you see the batman symbol nobody's running to the symbol they're running to the source of where it came from the light yeah yeah and, and what what continues to inspire you to this day what on a daily basis or um something that may be long-standing within your life Knowing that there is a higher version of Garen out there. Holy shit. <laughs> Knowing that there's a, a, a Garen that's out there that is on Oprah, that yeah. is on platforms that have 200,000 people, that has transformed billions of people, that has been mentioned in the likenesses of Gandhi and Martin Luther King, Abraham Lincoln, you know, Mother Teresa, knowing that that, Albert Einstein, knowing that there is a Garen out there that's playing in that space. I'm like, oh, oh come on. What, I, I get to learn. I get to expand. What do I get to release? Knowing that there's endless possibilities and the world out there is a reflection of the world that I acknowledge within myself. That's what keeps me going. And that does not end. And especially in the spiritual realm, that's endless. Yeah. And Gareth, for, for people that have been listening today, and this doesn't seem to relate to the topic we've been talking about, is there any other advice or suggestions you would give them to, to, to be able to, I suppose, encourage that, that self-belief and that, that awareness within themselves? Yes. Whatever you've been holding on to, whatever you've been saying that you were going to do, whatever you've been putting off and waiting for the right time, there is never going to be a right time. You will go to your grave waiting for the right time. Do it now. Now is the great disruptor to your life. And anything that disrupts your life has the opportunity on the other side to open you up to possibilities that you could never imagine. Now, the process of doing it right now is going to disrupt your everyday pattern. And on the other side of that is the door to more. And I always say to people, what box? Garen, I love how you're so out of the box. I'm like, what box? Mm. Now, 
Don't wait. Someday never happens. When you get to someday, it will be right now. Start where yeah. you are. Learn what you can. And utilize the headlight method. You're going from here to New York. I heard this somewhere. I'm not sure. Going from here to New York. You have 20, 10 feet of headlight. Keep driving forward. When you get to that 10 feet, another 10 feet unfolds. Your dreams are the exact same way. Start now. Press towards the mark. Keep moving forward and stop for no one. Great. Well, thank you so much for that. Then inspiring ending there and thank you Garrett, for your your insights and your stories today i mean just just for me listening to you i've got a lot from that so i'm sure the listeners will as well oh thank you so much man and again i i i honor this platform and i'm grateful for people like you that 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 have the love in your heart to to want to you know expose people to the opportunity to just see themselves you know, this mm. wasn't even about me. It's like, if you resonate with this, it's because it's a reflection of what's inside of you. I'm just a mirror of possibility um, or the message that's that's coming from me is the mirror of possibility. Um, so I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for you and this platform. Thank you. Thank you. And, and for people that have, um, you know, first come across you from this podcast, Garen, how can they find you in, in the world of social um, so definitely I'm heavy on Instagram, uh, the stories and, and public feed. I read everything. You can find me on Instagram, Garen.Jones, G-A-R-R-A-I-N dot Jones. Uh, my website, GarenJones.com, Facebook, Garen Jones, Snapchat, Garen Jones. My book, Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life is just about completed. So that will be out in a few months. Um, right. So I'm really, really excited about that. I'm taking everything that I've learned, like actual wisdom from when I was living in my car, wanting to kill myself, to now having three different businesses that have six and seven figure incomes. And it's not about the income, but when you live life in a certain way, life will show up for you in a certain way. And I'm sharing everything because i want people to have and know that what's inside of me is the same thing that's inside of them which is the same thing that's inside of what makes the flower grow and i want us, us to all be a part of that nature flow absolutely well said well thank you again garen and for the listeners thanks for tuning into another episode of not another sales podcast thank you again for the opportunity i'll see y'all soon Hey people, thanks for listening to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes and posts, you can find me on Instagram, Not Another Sales Guy, underscore in each of those words. You can also find the podcast on all major platforms by typing Not Another Sales Podcast. And also, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I go by the name of Chris Hatfield. So thanks again and stay tuned for another episode.